0: Blog Talk Radio. <laughs>
1: God for each one of you. This afternoon, brothers and sisters, as I was being still, the Lord was showing me and telling me, As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be as when I come back. As it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, so shall it be as I come back. The Lord was saying, You do not know the day and hour, but you are in the times and seasons of my return, the Lord said. He's saying, when men say there is no God, when men say they don't need me, and when men said we can make it on our own, then I shall show them that I do exist, and I will show up and know that I am God Almighty, and I am the creator. And that this is the time and season that you have to be still and know that he is God. You have to wait upon the Lord, and he will will renew your strength, and you will mount up with wings like eagles. This is the time to have time for God to sit still for a minute and take off. No, you have to be still if you want to hear God's word and his truth and the revelations he has. This is a time that the Lord has for his people. And the other thing the Lord told me was in this, he said, My son, did you know? Before the judgment came upon the rejecting people, the wicked, evil people who reject me, and embrace their own ways, and embrace the ways of the fallen one, I take the righteous. As in the days of Noah, I took Noah and his family. As in the days of Son of Gomorrah, I took Lot and his family. He says, as in the time of when I came, the first time, the ones that were hungry, the Ones that were lost, and the poor and the needy, and the ones that were seeking me. I brought them to me and started the church. And as in the time of the end days, and before the judgment of the world, and before the wrath of God is poured out on this world, I will come for my own. I will come for my own. So, brothers, sisters. The Lord says we are in the times and season of his return. And, brothers and sisters, that he said the door is closing. The door is closing swiftly. And this is the scripture that he gave me to share, that this is a time of decision. Joel 3, put in the sights. For the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down. For the winepress is full. Yea, the winepress run over. For their wickedness is great. O oh, multitudes, O oh, multitude, come into the valley of thrashing. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of thrashing. In the other versions it says the valley of decision. In the valley of decision. That it is time to make a wise decision. In the times we're living, there is only two choices for every man, woman, and child. And that we share the truth of God's word. And the only decision for life is through Jesus Christ. Choose Jesus. And you will choose life. If you reject Jesus, you will choose death. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And in that word, the footnote for skypes in that scripture says, Thus he shall the enemy, when their wickedness is full right, to destroy one another, which is calleth the valley of God's judgment. Amen. Well, praise God. I think this
0: brother
1: is still trying to get into the I chat room. Amen. Well, praise okay. God. Little, little there is there is there is battles, brothers and sisters. It is not easy no more to, to uh to run these uh uh services and uh get the chat room going and the Lord's hour, but God makes the way, amen. He gives us wisdom, he gives us revelation he shows us favor I mean favor so we can do these things well, praise God hallelujah well like again I say welcome to each one of you. It was a great revelation the Lord shared with me. I would encourage you to us, uh, listen to minister Paul two videos and the revelation God has shown him, and there's just so many and there, there there's like been two or three other people that have been talking about the valley of decision that I shared. On my timeline, too, at Facebook. Praise God, hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Let's let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just thank you and praise you for this day. We come to you humbly, Lord. We know that we have to be still and know that you are God. Lord, we have to be still and hear your word. For there is power in your word, Lord, empowered by the mighty Holy Spirit. The living word of God That lives within our hearts We pray Lord Father we pray for protection Lord we pray for your help Lord to help us uh, To serve you And bring forth the message That you've told us to bring And such a time as this That is an important message Lord And it's a message That God's people need to hear And as you told me earlier Lord Don't worry about numbers you just give the message, and the people who want to hear it will hear it. Before it is the time and the valley decision, and people have to make a decision for me or reject me. Oh Lord, we pray for protection and by the power of the applied blood of Jesus over our hearts and minds of the brothers and sisters in Christ and all that are listening, Lord, that their eyes would be open and their hearts would be open to the truth. Because Lord, this is serious times, and we're talking about serious business. No, we're not talking about who won uh, some uh, thing like The Voice or somebody watching Dance with the Stars or some kind of sports game or even uh, burying the dead. Whatever, Lord, this is life decision. Let the dead bury the, dead. the, dead, bury the ba- dead, and come serve me. The Lord says that this is a time. To make a light decision for eternity. That the Lord is saying, turn away from the temporal things of this world. Lord says the Lord God, and turn to the things of heaven in eternity, the Lord says. Focus on these, the Lord says. Focus on me, the Lord says. And I will bring eternal life and peace and salvation and mercy and grace. And all the promises that I have said will come to pass, thus says the Lord. Oh, we thank you and praise you, Lord. We humble ourselves, oh, Lord, that you speak, that you speak to us, oh, Lord. That we be guided by your Holy Spirit and hear your voice in these days. That we focus on you, Lord, and not the things of this world. That we have time for you, Lord, and cry out to you and pray, oh, Lord. Oh, Father, that we lift up your name and praise you. As two or three gather together in my name, there I am. Hallelujah. And we say to you, devil, as we are gathered together in the name of Jesus, you have no place here in the name of Jesus. You cannot stand in the presence of Almighty God and the Lord Jesus and his mighty Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray you protect the airwaves and the connections. We pray we focus on you as we come humbly before you, and as we praise you and honor you. For you you deserve all praise, glory, and honor. And, Lord, we come together and praise you and thank you. And all of God's people says, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And that we ask for the Spirit to move. Lord, Spirit, move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I
2: feel in my bones, you're about to move. Amen. Can you feel it in your bones? I feel it in the angel you're about to write it. Yes, Lord. You said that you would pour your spirit out. Amen. You said that you would fall on sons and daughters. Yes. We're sons and daughters. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the name. This so. Excited. We feel the love here from the Lord. He uses it. I mean, it's awesome. Praise God. We're the family of God. We're royal reason. Yes, Lord. We pray that you move. I feel Within our life. Yes, Lord. Move in this world. I pray, Lord.
1: From their hearts and giving him glory, honor, and praise for all that he has done. Glory to his wonderful name, the sound of the saints.
2: Hallelujah. Oh, I love to hear the song of creation, the wind and the rhythm of the rain. Oh, the thunder, it speaks of your power. But there's something in the sound of the saints I've been washed in the roar of the ocean Found peace in the echoes of a cave In the trees of the field they clap their hands But there's something in the sound of the saints From the lips of those you say A redemption song will rise with the sound so full it cracks the sky Whoa! of those you say a redemption song will rise, every tongue, every tribe, hear the church you ride, Whoa.
1: All right, I said, Brenda (laughs) Hallelujah. It's present. Amen. Turn it up, people.
2: Hallelujah.
1: Amen. Listen to the word, brothers. Praise God. Hallelujah. That he turned down. Brothers and sisters <clears throat> There is a time coming Based on the word of God that says That every Knee shall bow Every tongue confess That Jesus Christ Is Lord To the glory of the Father I would tell you now As we are born-again believers, that we have already done that, and that it would be better to do it now than do it later. I'm telling you that for sure. And the revelation of the Lord is speaking to everyone who is listening, even ones that are overhearing from somebody's computer or phone or Skype or whichever way, it is better now. To bow your knee and confess your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life. It would be better now to do it now than it is in that time later when the ones who have rejected him, fallen one, Satan, to every leader or person who has rejected him will bow their knee. Hallelujah, and God, have mercy on your soul if you do not make him your Lord now. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, brothers and sisters, the message tonight is the results of life choices. Result of life choices. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Grace, mercy, and love be multiplied to you from God the Father and Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord being filled and comforted the mighty Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank God for that. With all the craziness that is going on, I mean, we heard some crazy things today. What was it? We we heard today in Canada, they say it's legal to have sex with an animal. God have mercy. Somewhere in New York, they're putting up things that says there is 64 different kind of transgenders? This world has gone mad. Where else was it? Oh, yeah, uh, Well he said, Massachusetts. Oh, it's okay for a convicted rapist, when he comes out of prison, to go ahead and go in the women's bathroom if he wants to. This is the kind of stuff that's happening, brothers and sisters, knowing the kind of world we're in, and as we heard it, and as the man that was sharing it, Pastor D, on the End Times Ministry, come, Lord Jesus, quickly. That's what we all were saying. Come, Lord Jesus, quickly. Because they are calling good, what is good, evil, and evil is good. Very clear. Very clear. Amen? All right. This week, brothers and sisters, we will focus and look at some examples from the Word of God. The results of people's lives and their choices in their lives. That brought the results. Here lately, the Lord has made it very clear that each of you out there who are listening live and in the archives too, this is a day of salvation. This is a time of grace. This is a time to make decisions for all eternity. Here it is again. We're in the valley of decision. So clear. The Lord does not want us to focus on this temporal life, but eternal life. When you do that, it makes this life so much easier to face. Going to share something, the Lord was dealing with Sis Brenda and me too. Last Friday, after the service, the message about deception and discernment, the enemy came in against me and my wife, Brenda. Not awake, brothers and sisters but in our sleep, trying to come against us in our dreams. Brothers and sisters, most of the time, the tests and the temptations come before I present a message, but this time, it was afterwards. The old sly serpent tries to bring up things from our past that we did when we were not saved and walking in the flesh. He comes against you at your weakest point, just like ISIS and terrorists do. He comes against you in your mind and tries to plant thoughts. To think of this sinful stuff or tempt you with pictures in your mind. We have to go to the Lord. We have to call out to him. We did. But we learned from Father God as he spoke to his daughter Brenda. He said, why did you wait so long? When the Lord speaks direct to your heart, direct to the point, what we should, de- what we should be doing, then we are humbled and broken. Yes. I mean, you say, yes, Lord. Forgive us. We repent. Not coming to you first when these attacks come. Right at the start of them. To be able to stand strong and not stumble or falter. Take every thought captive. To be obedient to Christ. Let's look at this. Amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. Okay, that's fine. Uh, any brothers and sisters in there, if you have a way to put up the word of God in the chat room, I sure would appreciate it. If you can put up the word of God as I share them, I would sure appreciate it because we are to speak the word of God, but we are to, to type out or write it too. So people can see the living word of God. Amen? I not- if anybody in there that can do that, I would appreciate it. Second Corinthians. My headphones, excuse me, brother and Second uh, Corinthians ten verses three through five. For though we walk, though we walk in the flesh, thank you, brother Al. Thank you, brother Al. Appreciate it, brother. For though we walk in the flesh as mortal men, we are not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using the weapons of man. The weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taught that we are taking every thought, we are to say no to these kinds of thoughts. We are to say, as my lovely wife said to the devil, Have you forgot, devil, whose child I am? I am a child of God. And I call on a Father to stand up to you and to have you to leave me alone in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So like Apostle Paul,
0: Amen, he did. He
1: fled. He fled quickly. Both of us, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. So like Apostle Paul, Says in Ephesians, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, brothers and sisters, but against spiritual wickedness, principalities, and powers. Brothers and sisters, wrestling is a close order kind of combat. This is for us; is not in the this for us is not in the flesh, but in the spiritual realm. We have the word of God, the sword of the Spirit, and all the armor of God to stand up and face the fiery dots Darts, excuse me, or thoughts, thoughts from the enemy. We have the mind of Christ and speak God's word when these attacks come, just like our Lord Jesus did when he was tempted as a man in this world. He is our life example. He has told us and shown us through his life and his word how to overcome, amen? The other part of this, brothers sisters, is that we sin, and we make mistakes sometimes, but we do not have to have a life of sin anymore. Glory to God. Yes, we still live in this flesh and have temptation from this world and flesh, but like from the lesson last week, we have an advocate who stands in for us, one who will forgive us as we confess our sin and repent. He will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all, I repeat, all unrighteousness. Amen. Let's look at this as the Holy Spirit is leading. 1 John, chapter 1, 6 through 9. 1 John, chapter 1, 6 through 9. Let we get a drink? Glory to his name. Hallelujah. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness of sin, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we really walk in the light, that is, live each and every day in conformity with the precepts of God as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another. He With us, and we with him. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses from all sin by erasing the stain of sin, keeping us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations, praise God. If we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude ourselves, and the truth is not in us. His word does not live in our hearts. Verse 9, if we freely admit that we have sinned and confessed our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and he will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually, hallelujah, from all our our wrongdoing, everything not in conformity, with his will and purpose. Isn't that isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Thank God for this. What amazing love and grace. Even if we sin as a believer, we can be forgiven. The key is that we are to repent. And with dealing with this flesh and the times we're living, yes, daily. Amen. How can a born again, spirit-filled believers out there or say they are, in any way say you don't have to repent. This is a deception and lie from the devil and goes against the word of God. This is what verse 8 says. If we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude ourselves, and the truth is not in us, his word does not live. In our heart, God have mercy. It is very clear in God's word we have to repent. Look at it again in verse 9. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and forgives us. Our sins and cleanses continue from all unrighteousness, our wrongdoing, everything not in conformity with his will and purpose. One thing I have learned over the years walking with the Lord is I don't like that nasty, dirty feeling when we do sin. I mean like getting all muddy and dirty from this world or like a, like the particle sun sleeping with a pig and a nasty pig pen and sloth. I want to be clean right away. The Holy Spirit in us is urging us don't do that. Don't look at that. Don't listen to that. Don't read that. Don't think about that. He is battling for us as the Holy Spirit battles the flesh, the two natures. Let's look at this. The Spirit of God wants us to learn and know this lesson in such a time as this. Amen? Galatians 5. Galatians 5, verses 16 through 25. But I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek him. Be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. Well, I tell you what, brothers and sisters. By all the YouTube and the news and everything, God have mercy. There's a lot of people doing that. Mm -mm -mm. Verse 17. For the sinful nature has its desire which is opposed to the spirit. And the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit, are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict so that you as believers don't always do whatever good things you want to do. But if you are guided and led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Verse 19, Now the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, total irresponsibility, lack of self-control. Idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions that promote heresy, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior, and other things like thieves. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice such things will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And I, you can put that word practice. You can put that word habit together. Habitually practiced sin will not enter the kingdom of heaven. That's the word of God. Verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit, the result of his presence within us, praise God, is love, unselfish concern for others. That is what the Amplified says about love, unselfish concern for others. You're not concerned about yourself. You're concerned about the ones you love. You're concerned like Jesus is for the lost. You're concerned for your brethren. That's what love is. Nothing selfish about love. Joy, inner peace, patience. Listen to this. I thought this was really good. Not the ability, Not the ability to wait but how we act while waiting. Oh, there you go. How are you supposed to be acting when you're waiting? Watch and pray. How are you supposed to wait upon the Lord? Amen. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things,
0: there is no law.
1: And those who belong to Christ, listen to this Praise God, those who belong to Christ Jesus. Who out there belongs to Christ? Someone put up Amen if you belong to Christ.
3: Everybody. Amen.
1: Well, listen to what it says if you belong to Christ. Crucify. Crucify the sinful nature together with its passions and appetites. Amen. Hallelujah verse 25 hallelujah verse 25 praise God if we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the Spirit with personal integrity, godly character and moral courage our conduct our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit a powerful footnote Sinful nature is mentioned five times in this portion of Scripture. I am sharing. What is sinful nature? The flesh. The flesh. Brothers and sisters, we are not to be led by the flesh, but by the Holy Spirit. Amen? The testimony I shared about me and sis Brenda is this. Listen to him quicker. And when temptations come, and when deception comes, and when lies come, when gossip and hate comes and when lust comes, we will be able to say to them, no, no, just go. You don't belong here in Jesus' name, amen? Amen, that's what we're to do. One thing I have learned as a believer, as I said earlier, the sensing or feeling of that oldness, you don't want it anymore. Not 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 at all, not all, not all not not all filthy and dirty, but just one not all just all of it, you know, being all filthy and dirty. It says just, just one spot or wrinkle, either, amen. Not one spot, wrinkle, not one stain on your wedding dress. Nope. What would that do to you, you you uh uh, uh bride, if uh. you got a stain of mud on your dress? Oh, it would just drive you crazy.
0: Uh, As Hey, i can tell you right now. <laughs> I don't know if you, y'all heard the word Brazil.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amen.
3: That's so it. I, I, you want
0: you want the third, you, you want your groom to see your bride your bridal gown with spot or wrinkle. No spot or wrinkle.
1: Amen. That you spot want it all to done. be perfect because, because the one you love you want to show them. Him, the show Amen. Down. And that's what the Lord. And that's what we should be for our Lord. Amen. But brothers and we can't do it in our own strength. I can tell you now. We'll fall flat on our faces. We need Jesus. We need our Savior. We need the Spirit of God that lives in us to rise up. We need His Word. We need prayer. We need to worship and honor Him with our heart. We need to study. Study His Word and pray daily. We need to fast as the Spirit leads you. And we need to take our eyes off this temporal world and get our eyes eternal heavens of God and Jesus. Amen. So out of this we learned that we do stumble and sin. But sin does not reign or have total control over us anymore. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord showed me this and told me as I repented and confessed some sin I was dealing with last Saturday. He said, my son, rejoice. You do not have a lifestyle of sin like lost and sinners of the world. That power has been broken and defeated by me, he said. You live a lifestyle of righteousness and holiness through me and the Holy Spirit which lives in you. Then he showed me these scriptures, Romans 8. Romans 8, glory to his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Get excited about Jesus. Get excited about what he's done in our lives, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. I pray this refreshes refresh you, it encourages you, and strengthen you in the name of Jesus. Verse 8. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live together with him. Amen. Because we know the self-evident truth that Christ, having raised from the dead, will never die again. No, 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 no. Never die again. And he's not on that cross anymore either. I know there's a group out there that has him on the cross, but he's not on the cross. The cross is empty. He's done. As far as I know, his words, last words, it is finished. It is finished. Amen? We never forget. We never forget what he did at the cross. We never get the one who died on the cross for us. But it is finished. He's not on the cross no more. He's at the right hand of God on high. He is our glorious King and glorious Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So we know he won't die again. Death no longer has power over him. Amen. Oh, praise God. For the death that he died, he died to sin. Ending, listen to this, ending its power in paying the sinner's debt in for all. Paid in full, brothers and sisters. When Jesus was nailed to that cross and his blood poured out, paid in full. Your debt. Your sin's debt. And the life that he lives, he lives to glorify God in unbroken fellowship with him. Oh, Paul's not finished there. Here we go in verse 11. Even so, <laughs> here you go, consider yourself to be dead to sin and your relationship to it broken, but alive to God, but alive to God, in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. Therefore. Do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lust and passion. Do not go on offering members of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but offer yourselves to God in a decisive act as those alive raised from the dead to a new life as members All of your ability sanctified, set apart as instruments of righteousness yielded to God? Verse 14, for sin will no longer be a master over you, since you are no longer, since you are not under law as slaves, but under unmerited grace as the recipient of God's Favor and mercy. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. His word makes it so clear. Jesus, the true living word of God showing us all truth. Again, know who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. So as the Holy Spirit wanted us to learn more about the about the lesson last week and what is being said in these days we are living about God's word and repenting, you out there who are saying no need to repent, you better check your heart. You better check your heart. As a believer, just by lip service, or you are just religious, or are you a believer who has not been broken of your pride and sin and filled with the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father? I am sharing what the Holy Spirit has put on my heart. The Holy Spirit dealing with me and all believers and non believers. His word is truth, not what a man or woman says, not their wisdoms or thought, what God's word says. Read it. Study yourself. Don't even take my word for it. I make mistakes too. But thank God he uses flaw and foolish things of this world to become servants and vessels of honor for his glory, not mine. Only way. You are to know that you are still in the flesh. So we do sin and stumble sometimes and that we are to confess our sins and repent, which means change your course of life to God's way is by knowing him. Jesus Christ, the living word of God. Amen. If we confess our sins, he is able and just to forgive us of all our sins. I thank God. Don't want to go back. To that place where it was like no big deal when we sin we make fun of it and just laugh and drown our sorrows in alcohol or drugs still waking up with the pain of this kind of lifestyle wanting to know true love and true hope and peace praise God this came when I and many of you realized that this lifestyle and cycle of doing the same thing over and over again did not satisfy our hearts, that there had to be a better way, that we were falling miserable at this life. Excuse me, not falling, but failing miserable at this life. When the time came, we finally listened to that still, small voice over all the noise and distractions of the flesh and the world that we knew we needed a Savior. We needed someone to save us from ourselves in this flesh. We needed to be set free and forgiven of our sins and sin nature. We need to be set free from our mortal enemies, death, grave, and hell. We need to be free from Satan and his kingdom of darkness. Even when our, in our light, the light shined through, we could see a ray of hope. We could see a man dying on a cross on a hill called Golgotha, the place of the skull. He was beaten and bruised all of his body the picture of what sin does to our mortal soul. He was whipped and bleeding, so by his stripes we are healed of what sin does to us. He was put on that cross by nine-inch nails, I have heard, and his feet and hands pounded in by a hammer. But he took our pain and suffering of our sins. He was bleeding from all over, the blood that washes away all our sins the blood that takes away the nasty, dirty feeling of sin. How heavy was the cross for the Son of God,
0: the Lamb of
1: God, the sin of the entire world, every man and woman and child who has ever been born. He took their sin. As he took their sin upon him, then the wrath And judgment of Almighty God, His Father, was poured out on Him. So we who believe and trust will never face God's wrath because we believe in Jesus Christ and trust Him for salvation and forgiveness of our sins. So, what can I say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge Him and he will direct your path. Amen. Now I think we can move on that the Holy Spirit wants you to see the results of people from God's word, word, choices of life. Amen. The first ones we'll come to is Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. Genesis 4, 1 through 16. Genesis 4, one through sixteen. Now the man Adam knew Eve as his wife, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain, and she said, I have attained a man, a baby boy son, with the help of the Lord. And later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept the flocks of the sheep and goats, but Cain cultivated the ground. And in the course of time Cain brought to the Lord an offering of fruit of the ground, but Abel brought an offering of the finest firstborn of his flock and the fat portions, and the Lord had respect and regard for Abel and for his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no respect so Cain became extremely angry, indignant indignation or you know, Angry, I'll go with that. And he looked annoyed and hostile. And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you so angry? And why do you look annoyed? If you do well, I mean, excuse me, if you do well, believing me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, But ignore my instruction, sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you to overpower you, but you must master it. Cain talked with Abel, his brother, about what God had said. And when they were alone, when they were alone, working in the field, Cain attacked Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is, your, where is Abel, your brother? And he lied and said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's innocent blood is crying to me from the ground for justice. And now you are cursed from the ground which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's shed blood from your hand. When you, cultivate, when you cultivate the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength. It will resist, it will resist pro, I mean, producing good crops for you. You shall be a fugitive and a vagabond, roaming aimlessly on the earth, in potential exile without a home, a degraded outcast. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me out this day from the face of the land and from your face presence. I will be hidden. I will be a fugitive and an aimless vagabond on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. And the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, a sevenfold vengeance, that is punishment seven times worse, shall be taken on him by me. And the Lord set a protective mark, a sign on Cain, that no one who found met him would kill him. Verse 16. So Cain went away from the manifest presence of the Lord and lived in the land of Nod, wandering in exile east of Eden. Abel, life was short, but he had respect and regard from the Lord God. He was walking in obedience and in the ways of the Lord, I mean, in the ways of the Lord. And he told him, too, he was blessed. Cain, whole different story. Even when the Lord God, his creator, knew him better than himself, warned him. This attitude you have of envy and anger and pride will lead to sin. Sin was crouching at his door. I believe the door of his heart. Amen. Then as we see what he chooses results in his life. The first five verses talk about what Abel was doing in his life and the results from the Lord God. Then the next 11 verses speak to what happens to Cain choosing a life alien in sin. God have mercy. The next example is Saul and David. Saul and David. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 13. 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 13. Excuse me, brothers and sisters, getting a drink. Now therefore, here is Saul, the king who you have chosen and whom you've asked. Behold, the Lord has set a king over you. Look at this word. Saul is the king you have chosen, from whom you asked. Be careful what you ask for. We, look, we should learn from this as we see later, as we see the results of Saul's wife. Amen? Move to First Samuel chapter 13, 8 through 14. Now Saul waited seven days according to the appointed time which Samuel had set, but Samuel had not come to Gilgad, and the people were scattered away from Saul. So Saul said, Bring me the burnt offering and peace offering. And he offered the burnt offering, which he was forbidden to do. And as soon as he finished offering the burnt offering, Samuel finally came. Saul went out to meet meet and to welcome him. But Samuel said, What have you done? Saul said, Since I saw that the people were scattering away from me, and that I did not and that you did not come within the appointed time, and that the Philistines were assembling at Mountmash. Uh, uh, Therefore, I said, Now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgad, and I have not asked for the Lord's favor by making supplication to him. So I forced myself to offer the burnt offering. Samuel said to Saul, You have acted foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, For if you had obeyed the Lord, would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not endure. The Lord has sought out for Himself a man after His own heart, and the Lord has appointed him as leader and ruler over all His people. I mean, over His people. Excuse me, rule over His people, because you have not kept, obeyed what the Lord. God commanded you. So we start seeing that Saul was not after God's own heart, but his. He was doing doing it his way, not obeying the Lord God. The starting result of this was that his kingdom would not endure. One thing you will see as Saul is speaking to the prophet Samuel is, I said, I saw, I did. He was doing all this in his own strength and not trusting the Lord. Amen. Now let's move to 1 Samuel 15, 1 Samuel 15, verses 1 through 9. Saul's disobedience. Saul's disobedience. Samuel said to Saul, "The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people Israel. Now listen." and play attention to the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, armies, I will punish Amalek for what he had did to Israel, how he set himself against him on the way when Israel came from Egypt. Now go and strike Amalek. Completely destroy everything they have. Do not spare them, but kill both men and women and child and infant, ox, sheep, camel, and donkey. So Saul summoned the people and numbered at them at Telaim 200,000 foot soldiers, 10,000 men of Judah. Saul came to the city of Amalek and set an ambush in the valley. Saul said to Kenites, go leave, go down from the Amalek so that I do not destroy you along with them. For you showed kindness to all the Israelites when they went from Egypt. So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites. So so Saul defeated the Amalekites from Hevelah as far as Shear, which is east of Egypt. He captured Agai, the king of the Amalekites, alive. Now he totally destroyed all, the rest of the people with the sword. Saul and the people spared Agai and the best of the sheep, oxen, in fatlings, the lambs, and everything that was good. And they were not willing to destroy them entirely, but everything that was undesirable and worthless, they destroyed completely. Total Total obedience to the Lord is so important, brothers and sisters. Look what happens to Saul. More results of his life choices. Amen. Samuel. Rebuke Saul. 1 Samuel 15 10 through 28. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, I regret that I made Saul king, for he has turned away from following me and has not carried out my command. Samuel was angry over Saul's failure, and he cried to the Lord all night. When Samuel got up early in the morning to meet Saul, he was told, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up for himself a monument, commemorating his victory. Then he turned and went on and went down the gilgad. So Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have carried out the command of the Lord. But Samuel said, What then? is this bleeding of sheep in my ears, and the lowing of oxen which I hear. Saul said, They have brought them from the Amicalites. For the people spared the best of the sheep and oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But the rest we have destroyed completely. Then Samuel said to Saul, Stop, and let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Saul said to him, Speak, Samuel said. Is it not true that even though you were small and significant in your own eyes,
0: you were made the head of
1: the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed you king over Israel? And the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go, totally destroy the sinners, the Amicalites, and fight against them until they are eliminated? Why did you not obey the voice of the Lord, but instead swooped down on the plunder with shouts of victory, with shouts of victory, and did evil in the sight of the Lord? Saul said to Samuel, "I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me, and have brought back Achish, the king of Amalek, I mean of Amalek, and I've completely destroyed Amalek." But the people took some of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the best of the things that were to be totally destroyed, to sacrifice to the Lord God at Gilgad. Samuel said, verse 22, has the, Lord, has the Lord as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as an obedience to the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to heed is better than that of rams. Verse 23. For rebellion as a serious as the sin of deviation, fortune telling. And oh, disobedience is as serious as false religion and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He has already he has, He has rejected you as king. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the command of the Lord in your word, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now please pardon my sin and return with me, so that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. As Samuel turned to go away, Saul grabbed the hem of his road to stop him, and it tore. So Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today, giving it to your neighbor, who is better than you. What can you say? The result of Cain's life? The results of Saul's life are not very good. These prideful, rebellious men who chose their way instead of God's way. Amen. The final results of Saul's life. This is heavy. When you do not obey the Lord God, look who shows up. 1 Samuel 16 verse 14 of the Lord Departed from Saul Now listen to this And a evil Spirit from the Lord torn a minute And terrified him you Go to 1 Samuel 16 Verse 15 Saul's servant said to him Behold An evil spirit from God Is tormenting you God have mercy brothers and sisters Look who sends the evil spirit to torment and terrify him. Not the devil, but the Lord God. Evil spirit from the Lord. That floored me, but says that God is in total control. The same thing will happen to all those who choose to rebel and not obey the Lord God, especially the ones who reject him at his coming for his church and are sent into the great tribulation for this way of life. God have mercy. More final results of Saul's life. Tragic end for Saul and his son for his choices in his life. 1 Samuel 31, verses 1 through 6. Now, the Philistines fought against Israel And the men of Israel fled away from the Philistines, and they fell down wounded in Mount Gilboa. And the Philistines pressed sore upon Saul and his sons, and slew Jonathan, and Amadad, and and Makashiach, Saul's sons. And when the battle went sore against Saul, the archers and bowmen hit him. And he was sore, wounded of the archers. Then Saul said unto his armor-bearer, Draw thy sword and thrust me through therewith. Let the uncircumcised come and thrust me through and mock me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was so afraid. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell on it. And when his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, He fell likewise upon his sword and died with him. So Saul died and his three sons and his armor barrier and all his men that same day together. Just like the word of God said, when sin has run its course, death is the result. God have mercy. Now let's look at David and his life choices and results. Amen? Samuel goes to Bethlehem, 1 Samuel 16, 1-13. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve for Saul when I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go, and I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have chosen a king for myself among his sons. But Samuel said, How can I go? When Saul hears about it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer from the herd with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. You shall invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do after that. And you shall anoint for me the one who I designate. So Samuel did what the Lord said and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the city came trembling to meet him and said, you come in peace, and he says, In peace, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. He also consecrated Jesse, and his son invited them to the sacrifice. So it happened when they come, he looked at Elab, the eldest son, and thought, Surely the Lord Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at the height of his statue, stature. Excuse me, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. For the man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Verse eight. Then Jesse called Abimedad, and he and he and he had him pass before Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Next, Jesse had Shammah pass by, and Samuel said, "The Lord has not chosen him either." Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to Jesse, "The Lord has not chosen any of these." Then Samuel said to Jesse, "Are are are all your sons here?" Jesse replied, "There is still one left, the youngest. He is tending the sheep." Samuel said to Jesse, send word and bring him because we will not sit down to eat the sacrificial meal until he comes in. David anointed. So Jesse sent word and brought him in. Now he had a ruddy complexion with beautiful eyes and a handsome appearance. The Lord said to Samuel, arise, anoint him for this this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose and went to Ramah. So David, a shepherd boy, is picked to be king of Israel. Not who they choose, not who they choose this time, but the Lord God chooses. Amen. One thing I want to point out. Right when David is appointed king, the spirit of God departs Saul. And the evil spirit is sent to torment him for his rebellion and sin against God. God have mercy. Now we will see more results of David's choices in his life. David accepts the challenge. 1 Samuel 17, 20-23. So David got up early in the morning, left the flock with a keeper, picked up the provisions, and went just as Jesse has directed him. And he came to the encampment as the army was going out in battle formation, shouting the battle cry. Israel and the Philistines drew up in battle formation, army against army. Then David left his positions in the care of the supply keeper and ran to the ranks and came and greeted his brother. And as he was talking with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine of Gath, named Goliath, was coming up from the army of the Philistines. And he spoke these words again, and David heard him. David heard, and then he acted. 1 Samuel 17, 31 through 54. David kills Goliath. Verse 31, when the words that David spoke were heard, the man reported to Saul and sent for him. David said to Saul, let no man's courage fail because of him, Goliath. Your servant will go out and fight with this Philistine. Then Saul said to David, you're not able to go against this Philistine to fight him? For you're only a young man, and he has been a warrior since his youth. But, but Saved sent us Saul, Your servant was tending his father's sheep. When a liar I mean, excuse me, when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and attacked it and rescued the lamb from its mouth, and when it rose up against me I seized it by its whiskers, struck and killed it. Your servant has both killed the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, since he has taunted and defied the armies of the living God. Verse 37, David said, The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will rescue me from from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his garment and put his bronze helmet on his head and pulled a coat of mail or armor on him. Then David fastened his sword over his armor and tried to walk, but he could not because he was not used to them. And David said to Saul, I cannot go with thee because I am not used to them. So David took them off. Then he took his shepherd's staff in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones out of the stream bed and put them in his shepherd's bag which he had that is in his shepherd's pouch with his sling in his hand he approached the Philistine the Philistine came and approached David with his shield bearer in front of him when the Philistine looked around and saw David he derided. And dissparged him because he was shut a young man with a ruddy complexion and a handsome appearance. The Philistine said to David, "I am a dog that you come to me with a shepherd's staff And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine also said to David, "Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beasts of the field." Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the corpse of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky, and the wild beasts of the earth. So all the earth will know, I mean, the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And that this entire assembly may know that the Lord does not save with the sword or with the spear, for the battle is the Lord, and he, I mean, he will hand you over to us. When the Philistine arose, I mean, when the Philistine rose and came forward to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and flung it. It struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone penetrated his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and he struck down the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in David's hand. So he ran and took over the Philistine, and grasped his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their mighty champion was dead, they fled. The men of Israel and Judah stood with a shout and pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance to the valley and the gates of Ekron. And the fatality wounded Philistine fell along the way of Sharon even as far as Gath and Ekron. The sons of Israel returned from their pursuit of the Philistines and plundered their camp. Then David took the head of the Philistines and brought it to Jerusalem and put his weapons in his tent. Amen. Being a servant of the Lord, obeying and trusting him We see the results in David's life. Amen? David becomes the greatest king of Israel in the Old Testament time. He writes the books of Psalms. He leads the people and teaches them to worship and obey the Lord God. Final results of David's choices in life. Go to 1 Kings 2, 1 through 4. When David's time to die approached, he gave instructions to Solomon, his son, saying, I am going the way of all the earth as dust to dust. Be strong, excuse me, be strong and prove yourself a man. Keep the charge of the Lord your God. That is, fulfill your obligation to walk in his ways, keep his commandments, I mean, excuse me, his statutes, his commandments, precepts, his testimonies, It is written in the law of Moses so that you may succeed in everything that you do and wherever you turn. So that the Lord may fulfill his promise concerning me, saying, If your sons are careful regarding their way of life to walk before me in truth, with all their heart and mind, with all their soul, you shall not fail to have a man descended on the throne of Israel. King David shares with his son Solomon what is right to do in your life, to have a blessed life and eternal life. Amen? Go to 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. So David laid down, verse 10, So David laid down with his fathers in death and was buried in the city of David. The time that David reigned over Israel was 40 years. He reigned seven years in Hebron and 33 years in Jerusalem. Then Solomon sat on the throne of David, his father, and his kingdom was firmly established. A very different outcome for King David and his son than Saul. Amen. The result of life life choices we make, to obey and trust the Lord with all your heart, or to choose it my way and do my will, you can clearly see the results of these two men. Amen? Now we move to the New Testament. And we will look the difference between Peter and Judas. Peter and Judas. Go to Matthew chapter 10, verses 2 through 4. Now these are the names of the 12 apostles. Special Messengers, Personal Chosen Representatives. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. Philip and Bartholomew, Nathaniel, Thomas, Matthew, Levi, the tax collector. James, the son of Appius, and Thaddeus, Judas, not Iscariot, Simon, the Canaanite. And Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. At the very start in Judas' life, as he becomes a disciple of Christ, we see that he is mentioned last as the betrayer. Go to Matthew 26, 14 through 15. One of the twelve disciples... Who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand Jesus over to you?
3: And they weighed
1: out thirty
3: pieces of
1: silver. This is the start of Judas' choices. I mean I mean, this is the start of Judas chooses his choices in life and the result thereof, amen. Now, go to Matthew twenty six sixteen, And from that moment, and from that moment, Judas began looking for an opportune time to betray Jesus. God have mercy. Keep going in the same chapter to verse 20 through 25. Matthew 26, verses 20 through 25. When even came, Jesus reclining at the table with his 12 disciples. And as they were eating, he said, I assure you, most solemnly say to you, that one of you will betray me. Being deeply grieved and exceedingly distressed, each one of them began to say to him, Surely not I, Lord. Jesus answered, He who has dipped his hand in the bowl with me as a pretense of friendship will betray me. The Son of Man is to go to the cross, this as is written in scripture of him. But woe, judgment is coming to that man whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had never been born. And Judas the betrayer said, Surely is not I, Rabbi, said to him. You have said it yourself. Out of his lips, what is in Judas' heart comes out. Like King Saul, the same same thing happens to Judas. Luke twenty-two, verses three through six. Verse three: Then Satan entered Judas, the one called Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples, and he went away and discussed with the chief priests and officers. How he might betray him and hand him over to them. They were delighted and agreed with him to give him money. So he consented and began looking for a good opportunity to betray Jesus to them at a time when he was separated from the crowd because the people might riot or stop them from seizing him. Look where his life choices are leading him. John 13, 21 through 27, Jesus predicts predicts his betrayer. After Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, one of you will betray me and hand me over. The disciples began looking at one another, puzzled and disturbed. To whom? Je- I
3: mean,
1: excuse me, disturbed as to whom he could mean. One of the disciples whom Jesus loved, esteem was was leaning against his chest.
0: So Simon
1: Peter motioned to him, John, and quietly asked him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. Then leaning back against Jesus' chest, he John asked him privately, "Lord, who is it?" Jesus answered It is the one it is the one to whom I am going to give this bread I mean piece of bread going to give this piece of bread after I have dipped it So when he had dipped the piece of bread into the dish he gave it to Judas the son of Simon Iscariot and after Judas had taken the piece of bread Satan entered him then Jesus said to him, what you are going to do, do quickly without delay. Going from worse to worse for Judas now because of his choices, his life, he is making in his life. John eighteen one through 5, Judas betrayed Jesus. Having said these things, Jesus left with his disciples and went across the ravine of the of the Kidron. There was a garden there, which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who was betraying him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas had attained the Roman cohort, and some officers from the high priest and the Pharisees came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that was about to happen to him, went to them and asked, Whom do you want? They answered him, Jesus, the Nazarene. Jesus said, I am he. And Judas, who was betraying him, was also standing with them. Look, standing with the enemies of Christ now. God have mercy. And even the other gospels say he betrayed Christ with a kiss. Now the final results of Judas' life because of his life choices, amen? Judas' remorse. Matthew 27, verses 1 through 10. When it was morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people, the Sanhedrin, the Jewish high court, conferred together against Jesus, plotting how to put him to death. Since under the Roman rule, they had no power to execute anyone. So they bound him and led him away and handed him over to Pilate, the governor of Judea, who had the authority to condemn prisoners to death. When Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was gripped with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. They replied, what is that to do? I mean, what is that to us? See to it that yourself. And throwing the pieces of silver into the temple sanctuary, he left and went away and hanged himself. The chief priest, picking up the pieces of silver, said, it is. It is not lawful to put these in the treasury of the temple because it is the price of blood. So after consultation, they used the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for strangers. Verse 8, Therefore, that piece of ground has been called the field of blood to this day. Then the words spoken by Jeremiah the prophet were fulfilled, and they took the 30 pieces of silver the price of him, of, of him whom a price had been set by the sons of Israel, and they gave them to the potter's field as the Lord directed me. God have mercy, remorse. But he did not repent, and asked God forgive to forgive him for betraying Jesus, his Lord and Master. Amen. Now we will look at Peter and the results of his wife's choice. Matthew 26, 31 through 35 Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night, disillusioned about me, confused, some even ashamed of me. For it is written in the scriptures, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised to life, I will go ahead of you leading the way to Galilee. Peter replied to him, Now they all fall away because of you, and doubt and disown you. I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, I assure you and most solemnly say to you this night before a rooster crows, You will completely deny me three times. Peter said to Jesus, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. Peter wanted to show the Lord that he will not fail him, but the Lord saying that you will deny me. What Peter does with this life choice is very different than that of Judas. Let's look, amen? Matthew 26, verses 69 to 75. Peter's denials. Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You too too were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you're talking about. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another servant girl saw him and said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus the Nazarene. And again, and he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Surely you are one of them too, for even your Galilean accent gives you away. Then he began to curse, that is, to invoke God's judgment on himself and swear an oath, I do not know the man. And at that moment, the rooster crows. And Peter remembered the prophetic words of Jesus when he had said, before a rooster rooster crows, crows, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly in repentance. The key thing for Peter and each of us is not just remorse, but repentance. Amen? Even Peter denied the Lord Jesus three times. He heard the cock crow, and he remembered what Jesus prophesied over him. He remembered the word of God, the words spoken by the Son of God for him. Amen? Hallelujah. Final results of Peter's life. The love motivation. John 21, verses 15 through 17. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, Do you love me more than these others do with total commitment and devotion? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you with a deep personal affection as for a close friend. Jesus said to him, Feed my lamb. And again he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me with total commitment and devotion? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you with a deep personal affection. As for a close friend, Jesus said to him, shepherd my sheep. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me with a deep personal affection for me as for a close friend? Peter was grieved that he asked him the third time, do you really love me with a deep personal affection as a close friend? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you with a deep personal affection as a close friend. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Now Peter's life and our lives is in his hand, the Lord's hands. Amen. Yeshua, Jesus' hand. John 21, verses 18 through 19. I assure you, most solemnly say to you, when you were younger, you were dressed yourself and walked wherever you wished. But when you grew old, you will stretch out your hands and arms, and someone else will dress you and carry you where you don't want to go. Now he said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, Follow me walk the same path of life that i walk, walked, amen? That, that we in our lives, like Peter's, glorify God in our lives, amen? Now we will see a man who is walking in his own way by his life choices, and then when he meets the risen Lord Jesus, his, he goes a total different direction. Amen? Saul to Paul. Saul to Paul. Acts 9, 1 through 16, the conversion of Saul. Verse 1. Now Saul, still breathing threats and murders against disciples of the Lord and relentless in his search for believers, went to the high priest and he asked for letters of authority for him to the synagogues of Damascus so that he found any men or women there belonging to the way, believers following of Jesus the Messiah, men and women alike, he could arrest them and bring them bound with chains to Jerusalem. As he traveled, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him displaying the glory and the majesty of Christ. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice from heaven saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting and opposing me? And Saul said, Who are you, Lord? And he answered, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men who were traveling with him were terrified and stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground, but though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus, and he was unable to see for three days. And he neither ate nor drank. Now in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he answered, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Get up. Go to the street called Straight. And ask at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying there. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come in and place his hands on him that he may regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many people about this man, especially how much suffering and evil he has brought on your saints, God's people at Jerusalem. And here in Damascus, he has authority from the high priest to put the chains on all who call on your name confessing you as Savior. But the Lord said to him, Go, for this man is deliberately chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. For I will make clear to him how he must suffer and endure for my name's sake. So Saul changed by the encounter of the risen Christ that his name is even changed to Paul. Now let's see, as Paul makes life choices for Christ, what he says and writes for the direction for us. Amen? Go to Philippians chapter 3, 4 through 8. Goals of life. Verse 4. Though... I myself might have some grounds for confidence in the flesh if I were pursuing salvation by works. If anyone else thinks that he has reason to be confident in the flesh, that is, in his own efforts to achieve salvation, I have far more. Circumcised when I was eight days old of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrews, an exemplary Hebrew, as to the observation, I mean, observance of the law, a Pharisee, as to my zeal by Jewish tradition, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness, supposed right living, which my fellow Jews believe is in the law, I prove myself blameless. Verse 7. But whatever former, things were gains to me as I thought then these things, once regarded as advancements in merit, I have come to consider as loss, absolutely worthless for the sake of Christ and the purpose which he has given my life. But more than that, I count everything as loss compared to the priceless and the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, and of growing more deeply and thoroughly acquainted with him, a joy unequal. For his sake, I have lost everything, and consider it all garbage, so that I may gain Christ. There you let's see. There you are. Paul tried it his way, the religious way, and was falling. I mean was failing. When he came to Christ, his life choices changed. He counts all as garbage. All his life choices before him came before he came to Christ. Now that he may gain Christ. Amen. Glory to God. This is what each of us have to know and realize, that we count all of our life choices as garbage to comparing to gain Christ. Amen. Now we'll finish this lesson with what Paul says of his wife in ministry. It's ending in he's going home to heaven to be with Christ and God the Father, Paul's resort i mean, excuse me—Paul's result results, excuse me, Paul's results of his life choices results. Man, I can't see that word results. There it is, results of his life choices. Second Timothy, chapter four, six through eight. For I am already poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure from this world is at hand, and I will soon go free. I have fought the good and worthy and noble fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith, firmly guarded, I mean, guarding the gospel against error. Boy, a lot of people need to hear that nowadays. In the future, there is reserved for me the victor's crown of righteousness. For being right with God in doing right. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, will reward to me on that great day. And not to me only, but also to all those who have loved and longed and welcomed his appearing. Amen. Hallelujah. Make the right choices so you can have the results in your life, that God wants for you. Amen? Praise God, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know what's going on. Sister Brenda's been on the phone for a while for someone, so be praying for that situation. I'm not sure what's going on. But praise God. Hallelujah. That We'll finish this service. I mean, this message, not service, but this message. With a with some songs that the Lord put on my heart. Let me put down these papers here. Get over here to the studio. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I pray that you're enjoying this. I can't see a chat room right now. I'll have to get the other computer for that. It's <laughs> It's been a battle, brothers and sisters. It's been a battle. But this is now. Amen. This is now.
2: I dropped my dreams when I dropped my name. No hesitation, no regret I followed you but that was then And this is now You washed my feet and you changed my name I swore I'd never be the same Just like the tides I guess people change Cause that was there And this is now I wish I could go back And look his Savior in the eyes. I heard a dead man take a breath. Drop to my knees as I watched him rise. And I felt the sea beneath my feet. As I stepped out. had closed the door I see my Savior standing on the shore With arms wide open Just like the first time You called my name, oh, name. That Jasper's And this year's now My child, I bore your cross I Wore your crown when you couldn't come to me, my love came down Thank you, Lord So take my hand, I'll leave you out Cause I was there, And this dead now My child, I'm your cross, I'm your
1: come to Christ, consider the cost because this is very serious. This is talking about giving your life and trusting one that knows every thought of your heart and mind. Trusting one that has love beyond any kind of love you've ever experienced in this world. Trusting one who created you Trusting one who formed you in your mother's in your mother's womb, trusting and believing what he says, and understand there's consequences to everything that we do,
3: and that there is
1: the good things of being blessed, and there's the bad things of being cursed because of disobedience. Consider the cost, brothers and sisters. Consider the cost. Amen.
2: Life houses a mighty land there's a way that seems right to you, but in the end it leads only to death.
0: I got to tell y'all, I was just got through ministering to a sweet lady, a friend of mine. And anyway, it, the words came up there that says she, we was talking and was talking about saying, I love you. And I said, Yes, I got chastised the other day because I say, I love you all the time. And I told her, I said, When you love somebody all the time, and yeah, Amen. Uh, it probably is the most used phrase in the world. But to the people that say it, that mean it from their heart, saying, Amen. I love you, Amen. like Christ says, I love you. He's saying it every, every It's It means something, those words. And it, it's a habit, but it, You're good at it. it's a great <laughs> habit. Amen. It's Amen. a fantastic Amen. habit. Amen. And you know what? Every time I say I, every time I say I love you. I mean, amen. I
1: love you. Amen. We are to love one another.
0: That is, that is that is just
1: not. Amen. It's not. just like a flippant word, or right, to you know, to get somebody's attention or something. But another thing, I I'm I,
0: pouring my heart out. Yeah. Amen. Amen. amen.
1: I understand. Amen. And, and at the same time, I, I so we saw a movie, and uh, in the movie. It, it talks about why it moves us to see Christ die on the cross, like in these movies, or we hear about, or read it. Because when you love someone, you're concerned. You're concerned about them, and you're concerned about them hurting, and you're concerned about them lost, and, and it, it's just, it's just, it's just a. Uh, who God has made it. Amen. You think amen. about do You
0: think about If uh, if you saw your mom or your dad crucified every day, I mean, I mean, yeah, at a movie theater, wouldn't it break your heart?
3: Yeah, yeah, because
0: this is our Lord. It amen. Breaks our
1: heart. Amen. Amen. Oh, he took I it mean. all. He took it all. So, yes, for sure, to consider the cost and understand about the love of God. Amen.
2: Hallelujah. To obey is better than sacrifice And, and, a hard 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 hard. and the hawking than the better friends. What will a man give for his own life
0: My delay I okay. I was I was ministering to a lady. Uh, anyway, yes, we are to love. Love, love, love. God God wants us to love one another. That is one of his greatest commandments is to love. We should you
2: know
1: baby before he says, let's share this. First Corinthians thirteen.
0: First Corinthians First Corinthians. I believe the Lord wants us
1: to hear
0: this. Are you, are you, are you still muted? Yeah, I am. I'll unmute. Okay. Hold on. Oh, okay. okay, brothers sisters. Okay, good good
1: brothers sisters. I believe the Lord wants me to share this powerful chapter that really shows exactly what it talks about um, the ones that say, We did all this in your name, Lord. Well, and he said, I never knew you. Well, how do you know him? You love him. How do you love him? You have a relationship with him. It is supposed to be a most deep, intimate relationship even more than a man and wife or, or a family. It is. I mean, that's what God's love is. And it's like anything of heaven and anything of eternity is going to be personified. It is going to be just tremendous compared to. What we feel and in, 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 uh, uh, know in this world, that it's going to be so much more powerful in heaven. And we're just getting a glimpse of it. We're just getting little pieces of it, like little pieces of light. And it seems like it's getting to be more and more and more because we're getting closer and closer to the glorious day of our homecoming, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Let me read this to you, okay? Amen. The Amplified version, 1 Corinthians 13, the excellence of love is the caption. The excellence of love. If I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love others growing out of God's love for me. That's the Amplified. Ain't that powerful? Then I have become as a noising gong and a clinging symbol. Just an annoying distraction. Whoa. We don't want to be distractions. Oh no, no, no. And the gift of prophecy, and I speak a new message from God to the people, and understand all mysteries that possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but do not love, reaching out to others, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it does me not good at all. Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful. Love is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked nor overly sensitive or easily angered. It does not take in account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. Love bears all, regardless of what comes, believes all, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Love never fails, it never fades nor ends. Hallelujah. God has everlasting love. It never fails, nor ends. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for the gift of special knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, we prophesy in part. For our knowledge is fragmentary and incomplete. But when that which is complete and perfect comes, That which is incomplete, and partial will pass away. Hallelujah. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now, in this time of imperfection, we see in a mirror dimly a blurred reflection, a riddle, an enigma. But then, when the time of perfection comes, when we see reality, Face took, now I know in part, just in fragments, just like I said. But then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known by God. And now there remains faith, abiding trust in God and his promises, hope, confidence, expectation of eternal salvation, love, unselfish love, or others growing out of love, out of God's love for me. These three, now listen to this word from the Amplified. What have we been talking about? The message I just shared tonight. These three, the choices, races, but the greatest of these is love. My message was life, the the results of life choices. Hallelujah. And Lord confirms his word. Amen? Amen. Now let's get back to uh, what the Lord wants this friend to share. Praise God. I just believe the Lord wanted me to share that. His word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It will pierce your heart and your moral and bones even.
0: Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy 31 two and three now it came to pass when all these things came upon you the the blessing and the curse which have been set before you and you call them to mind among all the nations of the lord your god drives you and returns to the lord your god and obey his voice according to all that i command you today You and your children, with all your heart and with all your soul, the Lord, that the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you and gather you again from all nations, for the Lord your God has scattered you. Compassion is is sympathetic love, love that feels the pain. Of another person We all have Faltered and failed in life And and suffered the Consequences but according To this verse if we Return to God He will have compassion on Us and on Our children The God of Abraham who promised That if his people return To him They and their children will be treated with compassion by those who took them captive. One great display of compassion was when Pharaoh's daughter found the baby Moses in a basket floating down the Nile. She had compassion on him, and he became her adopted son. If this dual promise is given in error, yet repentance believers, now much, much more will be manifest for those who are constant in serving God. My prayer declaration, add your children's name where I add mine. Lord God, I repent of all my shorting, shortcomings and areas of failure. I return to you with all my heart and commit myself To your purpose, I believe you will honor your word, showing compassion to me and to my children, Joshua, Emma, Scotty, April, Jessica, Bobby, and Veronica. I also believe that you will even cause because we are submitted as you in the name of Jesus. Amen. amen before before we go on i got to tell y'all uh, a little something that has given me hope amen. our Lord is so gracious and again the prayer of the righteous of they left much amen. so i had i had thought, i had a me and me and Buddy had a dinner with my daughter Tuesday. No Wednesday. What day did we have,
3: daughter? Uh, Tuesday.
0: Tuesday. <laughs> we had we had dinner with her. Day doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But we had we had dinner with my daughter Tuesday, and we get to talking, and this this is the daughter who we we all we have been praying for, Miss Veronica. She may be listening, she may not be, but I'm going to still spill the beans on this one, okay I've been praying for her. we've all been praying for her. she has in her in her phone the she has the lord's hour on speed dial <laughs> now I don't know how how to explain this except. To say the Lord works, the Lord works in mysterious ways, and I wish I could see this big smile that I have on my face because uh, this is she, she, she doesn't want me to talk about the Lord, she doesn't want me to pray in front of her, she doesn't want me to talk about it, she doesn't want me to see my shirt that says Jesus is Lord. She does have the Lord's eye on. Feed
2: oh, Amen.
0: So praise I just I just wanted to give y'all kind of a praise report amen. and hallelujah. There's hope for
1: all your there's hope for all your lost, loved ones and lukewarm and backslidden and all. Right.
0: That. There, there there there's hope. What what is
1: impossible for man is not impossible for God. A- a- amen. It's just that
0: they have to
1: they have to choose because. Um, They have they have to choose brothers and sisters, just like um, we saw in the example of people's lives in the Bible. they have to choose either to serve the Lord God or they serve themselves well brothers and sisters that that is taken is that you know the Lord has called, and he said, as he was upset and angry with the people in the temple because they've made it into a house of merchandise, and the Lord said that my house will be a house of prayer. Well, let me give you some new information. It's not really new. It's from God's Word. Well, you know, the Lord's temple is not a big old building, and the building they're trying to build again in Israel. I heard today that the chief rabbi wants to build the third temple. Well, they still don't know the whole truth there in Israel because the temple of the living God is up. Paul says. That the temple of God is not made by man and stones and buildings. No. The temple of God in his heart. So, brothers and sisters, as we prepare to have prayer time, we are a house of prayer. We pray that
2: the Lord makes us a house of prayer. Amen. Lord make oh, me you. a Come house. house. Come make me a house. Oh, yes, yeah, Lord. Lord, make me a house. Make me make a me house of red. A house of red. Hallelujah. I need help of the Holy Spirit. i The fire on my altar never burn out. The fire yes, on my altar never burn out. And the fire on my altar yes, never burn then out. Make out me of a heart suffer. Your faith, sleep your faith Oh, It's the me a the moon. It's the house of the a house of moon. Make the fire on my moon. It's the moon. It's the moon. It's the moon. It's the moon. the I don't know. I face, not your face, on not know. make me House of bread, a house of prayer, a house of prayer. Make the fire of my altar never burn out. The fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. Make the fire of my altar never burn out. The fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. We pray, Lord, Lord, make me a house of Make me a house of prayer. I want to seek your face. Seek your face, oh Lord. Make me a house of Make me a house of prayer. A house of prayer. The fire of my altar never burn up. The fire of my altar. Burn may the fire on my altar never burn up. Make me a house of bread. May the fire of my arms to never burn up. The fire of my arms to never burn. May the fire on my altar never burn up. Make me a house of a Yeah! Fire
1: Uh, 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 Yeah. I can't see it very well, so I'll just spell it. W-O-R-R-I-E-R. And she has learned to become a prayer warrior. Glory. I can see that. I can say that now. Oh, hallelujah. So we don't want to be no worry warts. There you go. I can say that. Worry warts. We want to be prayer warriors. Amen. So brothers and sisters, anyone have any prayer requests? Praise God. Anyone have any prayer requests? We're here to pray. We are to... To be here to care about one another. This is part of what the Lord talks about us to love one another. That we are praying for one another. That we are concerned about our brothers and sisters, especially in the time that we're living. And that we want to be right and ready. A bride made herself ready and without no spots or wrinkles. But we want to encourage one another. And we want to know that (laughs) as each day goes by, we're getting closer and closer to our Lord's return. So with that said, I pray that anyone have any prayer requests because we know, like Sister Brenda said, prayer of the righteous availeth much. Let me tell you, when we're praying, we have God's ear because we're his sons and daughters. We are his children. He listens to the prayers of the saints. That's who you are. So share. Share share your heart, share your prayer. Amen.
0: This Amen Randy. This is
3: Randy. This is is
1: Amen. Uh, I know she loves the Lord in favor us. of the Lord. Uh, mhm. Uh Pray for family, in
3: Israel. Yes. Poor pray for America to repent and kill. Amen. The loss of the Lukewarm. Pray yes. Marietta. Pray for
0: Minister Paul and wife Gail. Yes.
1: Yes, and other, other watchmen and uh, uh people that yes, I've heard that from others. And uh we are like uh we pray for the Lord's hour too, brothers. We're having trouble here. We do not have a chat room in the uh on block um, blog talk on the studio. No. Amen. And uh, uh, we need to pray for Sis Crystal, for her son uh, Jose Luis to get saved. I'm looking here uh, for son Jose Luis to get saved, and for Jose's papers to come through. So they're still praying about that. And we believe the Lord will show favor. Can't hear Sis uh, Sister Brenda. Okay, let me put her mic on. All right.
0: She wants to hear you too. Oh, she wants to hear me too. Hi, yes. sis, this Crystal. I love you so much. You're such a bold soldier for Christ. I absolutely uh, cannot emphasize how much this world needs more of this crystal. So are Amen. bold, are bold soldiers Amen. for our Lord. I, I absolutely, this Marietta, bold Amen. soldiers. Amen. Praise God.
1: I mean, we, we have seen the we change, what God of, has done in these
0: I people. I tell y'all right now, amazing. we have some bold sisters in this chat room.
3: Yeah. And bold. all the phone
0: that would be Sis Crystal and Sis Marietta, Amen. Sis Sunshine, Sis Randy. Amen. I'm telling you, these are strong, bold soldiers for the Lord. I'm tell, I'm, Amen. I'm, I'm we thank blessed. God for,
1: for the, the daughters of the king. We do thank God for the daughters of the king. You yes. know... We, we have to remember, uh, uh, who was the first one to go looking for the risen Lord? Hey, we gotta be very uh, careful for good. godly women. Very, very grateful for godly women because the Lord even admonished his disciples, why did you listen to her when she told you the truth? Right. She was the first evangelist. I mean, she brought you know, she look at you know, look at the truth because I've seen the risen he's risen. Oh, thank you, Randy. He's risen. So thank God for godly women, and <laughs> I'm telling you, most godly men, there's a godly woman behind us. The Lord knows what we need. Bless all the godly women. We will pray Amen. for the women of God. We're grateful for the men of God, too, like Brother Al stepping up and Al. sharing the word of God. Thank you, Brother. Bless thank you me. and Sis Dottie. I pray y'all still not uh, underwater down there toward Houston. Lord, have mercy. And Sis Randy, too. Lord, to protect y'all from the flood. I know your house is a build on the rock. So and Obama
0: no I powerful young man. Amen. Uh, brother Shawani and,
1: and Brother Javon. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless everyone. And mister
0: Mister Twenty two sixty two. I never can get your name right, twenty two sixty two. Amen. I, I really want not call you by your real name, but twenty two sixty two sounds good. Amen.
1: Well and bless them and we and we say blessing and we're grateful for uh brother Elby. And for uh, his family and Brother Pablo and his family and his Sister part and her family.
0: Uh, prayer for those who have plans against evil plans against the good people of this nation that will be turned back, then not to be successful. Amen. Yes, amen, Sister Marietta. Amen, amen. on that. Amen.
1: That, that's what love is, is we're hoping for the truth and for the righteous things to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. We are clear and
0: dry. <laughs> Amen. Amen.
1: That's a great thing. Hallelujah. Uh, all
0: right. I, I got to talk. We, we, we now,
1: on our trip, uh, when we went to see her uh, daughter, and then we went to see her other daughter and grandson, we did see evidence of how much this uh, this last rain here in Texas really did. It covered up highways for us, sisters. We saw evidence of water covered up highways where people could not get through. Now, it wasn't that way when we came through, but we could see the evidence thereof. So we know, and at the same time as we were flooding, it was flooding in Germany. It was flooding in China. It was flooding all over the earth. It's like the flood oh. of judgment is coming upon this earth. God have mercy.
0: Amen on that. I mean, it, it was it was apocalyptic. Yes, it apocalyptic. was. Apocalyptic.
3: Yes, it, it was. You
0: like my Texas accent. I'm going to call it like that. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> That's right. Uh I, I'm, I'm going to apologize right now. it's going to have to have uh, the memory skill because I got to talking. Uh, I didn't get.
1: Laura, give it to me.
0: The it written down. So forgive me, forgive me, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because I have got to go back, scroll back and forth to get the first stuff again. Unmute me so I can yes, sir. do this real quick. Okay, because I got. To I don't want. I do not want to anybody I mean, mute you? You saying? Okay. All right.
3: Amen.
1: We'll go to the Lord in prayer. All right. Well, we'll pray. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We come humbly before you in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you. For wisdom and revelation and truth We thank you for the living word of God And that your word changes us Lord That you change our hearts and minds Lord that we take heed to what you're saying in your word And understand the choices we make And what it means to our life results Oh Lord that we would change the ways of God That we would would choose the ways of the Lord And not the ways of the flesh Lord, we would choose the ways of the kingdom of heaven and not the ways of this world. Lord, that we would see that we make this world and the things of this world grow dim. And this is a temporary world. And we focus on the things of the kingdom of God. And understand that is what our true life is. And that our life is leading to eternity. And this is what people need to be focused on. That is not this temporal life. But it's the life after. The life after. And the only one who can give us life is the way, Jesus Christ. And that you would choose Him and not reject Him. Because if you reject Him, that's the way of death. Lord, we just thank you and praise you tonight. We pray for our brothers and sisters as they call out. As Lord, that we pray for our lost loved ones. We pray for our lost friends, co-workers. We pray, Lord, that their eyes would be opened.
0: Their hearts would be
1: opened. As they see the, 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 the signs and the warnings of God in the days we're living. As these are the last of the last days. And that he is speaking in this time through his son, Jesus Christ. And that, Lord, they would open their hearts as you call them. As you knock on their hearts, O oh Lord. We pray, Lord, that we would be a light and a witness for you, Lord, and that we can share the good news and share the gospels. And, Lord, that I pray that we plant seeds. And, Lord, I know by your Spirit that you will make them grow. And, Lord, we know that the Father has to draw these people to you and that they, they have to be led by the Spirit of God to you, Lord. And we pray for each one, each family member. Lord. And as we call out and as we're praying and we remember their names, and Lord, we know that they all need Christ. We pray for the lukewarm and backslidden. We pray for the ones that are deceived by man and religion. And understand there is only one way. There is only one path to God. Not many. Not many by what these lying false apostles and disciples and false men and deceptions and lies of the enemy are telling people. But there is only one way, and that way is Christ.
0: That way
1: is Yeshua Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you and praise you. And I pray for each of our brothers and sisters, Lord, in the chat room and by Skype and by blog talk and by phone. Bless them, strengthen them, watch over them, Lord. Let us not be deceived or misled. Let us not be distracted, Lord. I pray that we look to you and walk the straight and narrow, keep looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, that we keep looking as we see the finish line in front of us, Lord, and that we reach out and reach toward you, looking to seek your faith, Lord, to so watch for you in the clouds, Lord. And, Father, I just pray for any evil plans that they will be torn down and destroyed by the plans of the Lord, and by the righteousness of God, and that truth will prevail. In the end, Lord, we know that truth, righteousness, and love will prevail, and that sin, deception, and lying, and wickedness will be totally defeated. We thank you and praise you. We pray for Israel and Jerusalem, for all that's going on, Lord. We pray that this is drawing them back to Yahweh and Yeshua HaMashiach. They need you, Lord. They need to turn back to the God of Israel, for man is not their answer, but you are, Lord. You are. And we give you all the glory and praise tonight, Lord, for this message and this time that we come together as brothers and sisters in Christ. And that we rejoice, Lord, that we come and from all different parts of the world in this nation, that we can come together as one in unity in you, Lord Jesus, by your spirit. And, Lord, that we look for that great gathering in the clouds with you, Lord, as you come for your church and as you come for a pure bride. In Jesus' name, pure bride. Hallelujah.
2: is coming for us.
1: And know that be encouraged because you're seeking him and you're seeking his word. That that makes you prepared for his coming and that he will rapture, caught up, whatever you want to call it. He's going to take us to heaven and take us away from this lost, Christ-rejecting world very soon. So we love you and we're praying for you. God bless each one of you and shalom to all of you and good night. Shalom, good night. Love
3: you.
1: Love you too,
3: baby.